If you've been a Jaguars fan for more than five years, you may be entitled to compensation. Yes, this is Duval Radio, and we are here with another jam-packed episode. We're going to talk about the Saints game. We're going to talk about the Browns game. We're going to talk about uh, the roster. We're going to talk about the depth chart. We're going to talk about Travis Etienne and his surgery and stuff like that. We'll also go through some uh, overreactions. We'll talk about a lot of different conspiracies and such. It's going to be it's going to be a huge episode. Let's just let's just say that it's going to be a huge episode. And the first thing that I would like to start off with is the roster moves because we have cut down our team to 80. So Travis Etienne is on the injured reserve. We'll talk about that later. Um, and we waived offensive lineman Derwin Gray, quarterback Jamison Houston, and defensive tackle Kenny Randall. So, and then Travis Etienne and IR. So that's four guys out. And we're down to 80 before the final preseason game on Sunday. So, let's go through here then. Um, so I'm recording this the day after the game. The Saints game, and did you know, the last time the Jaguars won a game against a team that wasn't the Colts, including preseason, was December 19, 2019. So, that's 618 days. That's crazy. Because that was before COVID. This is when we beat the Raiders. And, uh... The Browns went 635 days without uh, a win. So, but now they're pretty good, right? So, <laughs> uh, that's just kind of weird, though. It's almost been two years since the Jaguars won a non-divisional game. It's quite concerning, but hey, there's something there. Let's talk about some good news. Remember that uh, podcast episode we did about the... Uh, about the practice field and the sports performance center and all that. Well, that has officially been approved uh, today on Tuesday. So on Tuesday evening, Jacksonville City Council approved the legislation for the sports performance center. This news represents an important victory for downtown growth, and it helps set the stage for the stadium of the future. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak up and support the sports performance center. We could be... We could not have moved the chains without the collective voice of the entire first down team. So basically now, uh, since it's approved, they're going to get ready to work. And they will expect construction as soon as the 2021 NFL season concludes in early 22 with a goal to open in advance of the 23 season. So after this year, they will start building the Sports Performance Center Uh Meanwhile, the other stuff, like the shipyards and all that, that is uh, at the downtown investment and stuff, that's all going to be approved hopefully later on. Um, and it should, that should probably get approved. <laughs> so let's talk about the the current depth chart then after, uh, after the first two games. Interesting situations. Uh, looking at special teams really... Uh, we saw a lot of Farrell Cooper. We saw, at least in the punt return game and such, uh, but Jamal Agnew is still our guy there. Of course, we got Lambo. Of course, we got Logan Cook. We have Ross Mastic as the long snapper. 
So nothing around there has changed. On the defense, though, at the line, we're looking at Malcolm Brown, Devon Hamilton, and Roy Robertson Harris, basically. With uh, Smoot, who got a sack, Doug Costin, Gotsis, uh, Jay Tufele, Daniel Ockley, and Tevon Bryan. Who who knows what's gonna happen with Tevon Bryan? He just seems to fall further and further back on the depth chart. But he's got he's got raw talent. It's just he's not very good with it. Um, and then the linebacker positions: Josh Allen, Damian Wilson. Uh, since the Joe Schobert trade, right? We need that Mike linebacker, but it could be Shaquille Quarterman from Miami that we drafted last year. He's doing pretty good in camp, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, so he's moved out the depth chart a little bit. And then, of course, you got Miles Jack. Uh, Chappelle Russell has moved up the depth chart quite a bit. And this is an unofficial depth chart, by the way. Uh, Kalon Chason has moved up the depth chart quite a little bit. And same with Jordan Smith. And then it says our starting corners are Shaquille Griffin, Sidney Jones, Trey Hernan, Tyson Campbell, CJ Henderson, Corey Slaughter, Chris Claybrooks, and Lorenzo Burns. And then our safeties would be Rayshon Jenkins, Josh Jones, with then backing up wing guard Jerron Wilson, and then Daniel Thomas, Rudy Ford. So in terms of a lot of shakeups in the defense, we'll just have to see really how it plays out. Um, when they release the week one depth charts, we'll of course go over that uh, before they play their opener against the Texans. But in terms of defense, so there's a lot of good players on this list. They just have to put it together. They'd be a better. It's it's that's all it's going to be for them. Uh, looking at the offense, offensive line is still kind of rough. They have Cam Robinson still listed as a starting left tackle uh, with Walker Little behind. And then Man- or, uh, sorry, not Manhurts, uh, Juwan Taylor on the right side with Will, Will Richardson behind. And then inside we have Norwell and A.J. Can and Ben March and Will Richardson, or, uh, Tri- Trevor Wallace-Sims. And then in the inside we have Brandon Linder at center and Tyler Shatley in the back. So once again, a okay, uh, okay lineup, but it's still not a very good uh, offensive line. And then tight end is still Chris Manhurts, James O'Shaughnessy, Luke Farrell, Ben Uffelson, and then Tyler Davis with no more Tim Tebow, of course. Uh, QB Bethard has definitely moved up ahead of Lutton into third, and then it's either Trevor or Gardner. Uh, now James Robinson is definitely a number one running back with Carlos Hyde, Dario Ogamboale, Divine Abzigbo, uh, Nathan Cottrell <laughs> behind and such. Um, and then we have LaVisca Chenault, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones as your starting receivers with Agnew, Dorsett, Treadwell, Colin Johnson, Farrow Cooper, and Jalen Camp as the other receivers. So... Here's something. Per next-gen stats, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence has been pressured on 37% of his dropbacks this preseason, second-highest among 42 quarterbacks with at least 25 dropbacks behind only Joe Flacco. Lawrence's 41.7 pressure rate against New Orleans would have been the third-highest in his starts at Clemson, and I am so glad that uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to you know, have a terrible year because we don't have an offensive line. You know, who knows? But, obviously, that's joking. Um, he he definitely, he's not throwing the ball either. I think that's a thing, too, that we're noticing. He's not throwing the ball. Uh, 
that will get fixed with time. But yeah, he's getting pressured. Um, interesting opinion here. C.J. Beathard needs to be a quarterback too. I saw someone post this on the Reddit. I could see that happen. I could definitely see Beathard backing up, uh, backing up Trevor Lawrence. Um, and we'll talk about C.J. Beathard's performance. But last night he went. He got two drives. He came in the fourth quarter. Got two drives through two touchdowns. Uh, so. Funny enough, Beathard's actually been our best quarterback. And I think, uh, I mean, obviously he's playing against like third stringers and fourth stringers and stuff. Uh, but CJ Beathard just looked pretty decent. I definitely want to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, another thing, too, uh, can we blame limited play calling for the disappointed offense? So. Uh, Urban Meyer is frustrated that he couldn't open up the playbook in preseason. Uh, and obviously it's preseason when loss doesn't exactly matter, but it does seem like we're having issues, uh, you know, because Urban's not calling all the plays and such. It's more Daryl Bevel and Joe Colin. So we, so, I mean, it makes sense. It's the first two games that they called and it's not exactly the best. So, it's like, can we relax a little bit? Can we, uh, can we get into Trevor Lawrence that, okay, here's a set of plays. We need to focus on these instead of just, like, I think it'd be better off if they just call the plays that they're strong with rather than having a lot more plays that they aren't strong with, uh, just to have them, right? Uh, it's like we have good receivers. We have, uh, good running backs, so even okay linemen, and every throw Trevor Lawrence is throwing is in these tight windows, and they're never open that quick. And uh, it's like on the defensive side too, our pass rush isn't exactly the greatest, but I mean it's just not working out. I think it's gonna take a while. Because, like I said, these are these are uh, play callers calling plays for a new team and new head coach, new OCO, new coach uh, assistants, new defensive coordinators. It's basically a new team completely. So I mean, it makes sense that they can't. Uh, they're not struggling calling. Uh, they're struggling calling the plays, right? So one more thing before we get into Travis Etienne. We're going to take, uh, so we got some overreactions from yesterday. Um, so let's just read them off the list. Trevor made some great throws and was finally getting some rhythm going on his last drive. Still looks uncomfortable in the pocket and seems to have a hard time sensing pressure. Also, he had that play where he didn't slide it. He went in, scared Jaguar fans. Uh, but yeah, that's true. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence was getting in rhythm there for sure. But the same thing is, yeah, he's not un he's uncomfortable. He's not throwing the ball. And he's having a hard time seeing when he's going to get sacked and such. Um, Walker Little did not have a good game. Play calling has to be better. Uh, apparently, Daryl Bevel and Urban Meyer was, were in an argument. I don't know. Uh... It's a young offense. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. Uh, they're gonna have to. I don't know how to say, it, but it's it's a. 
It's a first-year offense. It's going to be a while. It, the the team's going to get better as the year goes on. Let's say that. We will have a better record in the final eight than we will in the front eight. Or front nine, whatever it is now. Uh, Travis, the Travis Tien pick was hard to defend, and it is actually hard to defend now. Yes, but injury. Uh, Juwan Taylor has not played great, which is concerning. And neither has Walker Little, right? And that's both of our tackles. Uh, Chark not being out there is a huge loss as it takes away the deep threat speed and allows the opposing defense to play more aggressively. As you saw in the last game, the Saints sent extra rushers with ease. For a team that was marketed to play fast, urban style, the receivers look slow and struggle to get separation, with an exception of Marvin Jones and Chenault. So yeah, I mean, once we get DJ Chark out there, it's a different offense. Uh, missing Andrew Norwell and Brandon Linder uh, crippled the interior run game. Yes, but of course we'll have them back for the regular season. So that's the offensive side. Let's go defensive side. Uh, the run defense looks solid. Yes, it did. We had some good stops. Um, it also wasn't Alvin Kamara playing uh, for the Saints, but still the the defense did do good in the interior rushing game. Miles Jack is playing good. Uh, the pass rush is missing Josh Allen for sure. Their speed off the snap is sluggish, and they're always a step behind, it seems like. The first step needs to improve. Um, Shaquille Griffin and Sidney Jones were getting worked last night for sure. They definitely had a, I mean, they had like a okay game considering it's preseason, but def- they definitely did struggle. Um, Shaquille had back-to-back games where it's not the greatest, and he was supposed to be like our main guy. And then that deep touchdown was on Shaq, uh, Shaquille Griffin. But we know Shaquille Griffin's good. Uh, so yeah, that's... That's some overreactions. So let's get into, let's get into uh, Travis Etienne. What happened with him? So he was placed on the IR today with a serious Lisfranc surgery. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's in his foot. Lisfranc surgery. Etienne was placed on the injured reserve with a left foot injury on Tuesday, meaning he is ineligible to play this season. There was initially some hope he could return within 12 weeks after going undergoing surgery, but that hope was shot down when he was officially moved to the IR. He will make his rookie debut in 2022. Jacksonville selected the uh, Clemson running back 25th overall, and now he does not. he's not going to be with his teammate Trevor Lawrence, so that takes away that. He only played 16 snaps in two preseason games, and yeah, that's kind of that. This does affect James Robinson, though. Um, he should be able to have a thousand yard season yet again, and Carlos Hyde will get moved up as well. Um, now let's talk about the benefits of Travis Etienne, and there's only one, and that's Tavon Austin. So Tavon Austin might be able to play the Travis Etienne role better than Travis Etienne because remember, Trayvon or Tavon Austin was a receiver. Um, He's he's now like an elusive, you know, guy. He's got better hands, that's for sure. Obviously, maybe not the most potential compared to Travis Etienne, but he probably is a better player right now. Um, and he's one of the few players who showed up in both preseason games and did what he was supposed to do. Uh, people think that maybe LaVisca Chanel will pick up the role, but I think uh, LaVisca needs to just focus more on being a receiver. And now... Tavon Austin can uh, this can be his this can be his chance if if we do have that 
you know, third down running back, and we do have that receiving running back that was going to be Travis Etienne. It's if we do that, it's going to be Tavon Austin. I don't, I don't think they'll go with like Lavisca Chenault or anything. Now I do have a list of all the current and past players who have had Liz Frank's injuries and how it has affected them. So every so often we'll hear about a player that has it, and you'll be very concerned, perhaps rightfully so. The main player that comes to mind now is Marquise Brown. So what has documented cases of the Liz Frank surgeries, and how does their production change? So yeah, Marquise Brown's the most recent. That's not Travis Etienne. So yeah, Liz, Liz Frank, I'm going to search up real quick. Because, yeah, it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a uh, ACL, like in basketball, or not in uh, basketball, um, not ACL, uh, like what uh, uh, Cousins had, what Anthony Davis had, what KD had. Can't think of what it is right now, uh, but it's kind of like that, right? Um, so it's an injury in the foot. So basically think of it as your toes aren't connected to your foot. It's dislocated. So yeah, that's quite concerning. Um, so let's talk about the players. So Julio Jones fractured in 2013, but then his next two best seasons were career best. Uh, Brian Westbrook injured, and his next two seasons were career best. Levon Injury suffered, and his next two seasons were the best. Maurice Jones-Drew injured in 2012, and he kind of sucked after that. Centennial Holm injured it, and he kind of sucked after that. Cedric Benson injured it, and then he never played again. Ronnie Brown injured it, um, and then he became a backup. Darren McFadden injured it, and then he declined. Ted, Jin, uh, Ted Ginn injured it, and he still did good, but he never reached his potential. So what it seems to be here is you're either going to have career seasons or you're going to suck after this. Um, so this isn't a good sign for the Jaguars, considering that uh, only three out of the seven, no, three out of the nine actually improved after this. It's not like Tommy John where you might just improve after this, like most pitchers actually uh, improve after Tommy John, but that's not the case here. Um, so, I mean, it is kind of concerning, though. It seems inconsistent as well. Like, there's there's no, uh, like, oh, this if this uh, is a great three, then they usually have this. They don't have that. Um, and they're still doing more tests as well. I do think since uh, ETN hasn't played a single game in the NFL, uh... And hey, Taysom Hill had uh, he Taysom Hill had the injury in college as well, and here he is potentially going to be a starting quarterback for the Saints. So, at the end of the day, I think it's good that it happened now and not three years down the line when running backs only usually last five or six years anyway. So it's good that it happened now, uh, but it is quite unfortunate. Looking at some, uh, oh yeah, I want to talk about Shaquille Quarterman. So, uh, second-year linebacker is doing pretty good. 
in training camp this year. So I just want to point that out. Joe Colon has said a lot about him. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Quarterman might be something. So before I go over the stats of the two preseason games, I just want to talk about a couple of our different news outlets. Uh, this is from Urban Meyer. He was talking about his offense, and he said that it's been a bit of a mess from the starting group for two weeks now. The starting offense for two weeks in a row, we are just struggling to get in some rhythm, he said. We kind of went into the game, let's run the ball at them a little with play action and getting Trevor a little comfortable. I know that he had a nice play to his left, threw it downfield, made a heck of a play. We are not balanced right now. When you get stuff, there are too many off-schedule plays in the first half. There were three three outs and other that other first down. Trevor did a nice job on that two-minute drill, and we were able to pound it in there. We've got to get our offensive line back and play better. Um, so that, that was that. And then, yeah, the offense couldn't enter the end zone until C.J. Beathard came in. Uh, it said it didn't look like it, but we did. We just got to keep swinging. We're going to swing. I was just told that I'm looking for fighters. I'm looking for competitors. We will have a locker room full of competitors. I think that we've got a bunch of them. I'm learning a lot about them, and they are learning a lot about us. A young guy like Tavon Austin, he's actually not that young anymore. I just love that guy. He's an energizer bunny for me. I'm just looking for that. I'm looking for guys that spark the energy. So there you go. Speaking of Tavon Austin, maybe he does have a bigger role. Maybe, maybe he's the... Best fantasy player for the Jaguars. Who knows? Why are the Jaguars favored to beat the Dallas Cowboys? I don't know. Three-point favorites for next week. Uh, So, another thing. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, he played the entire first half. That was cool. I have the snap counts here. So, looking at offensive line, Walker Little... Wallace Sims, Will Richardson, Pleasant, and Casey McDermott all played the most in terms of uh, offensive line. Walker Little actually played the most, 49 snaps. Uh, ben March had 34. That's cool. Lawrence had 34. Yep, he played 41% of the offense. Minshew played the other 40%. Farrow Cooper had 35%. Same with Philip Dorsett. Anything else stand out here? James Robinson only played 16 snaps. Uh, Bethard played 15 snaps and had two touchdowns, by the way. Jamal Agnew only played five snaps. How much did Tavon Austin play? 22. Okay. He was also quite a... Uh, Laquan Treadwell was the biggest role in uh, special teams. So that, there you go. So really this game we saw a lot of the Jaguars back up offensive line. Uh, which explains why we sucked on the offensive line. Um, and then Lawrence and Minshew pretty much had equal snaps. And then Beathard came in. Farrell Cooper, Dorsett, Laquan Treadwell all led the way for receiving. And Tavon Austin was productive. And Nathan Cottrell and Devine Oxygen saw the most reps on running backs. And then in the defense, Tyson Campbell actually had the most. CJ Henderson in second, Kayvon Chase on. Devon Bryan actually had 26 snaps. He had 43%. Cisco had a lot of snaps, too. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins only had 10 snaps. So Tyson Campbell saw the most reps of any cornerback, but he gave up the opening drive touchdown, as we saw. And C.J. Henderson also saw a lot of playing time. 
um, and he's doing pretty decent. Uh, Dwan Smoot had another impressive game, and he sacked Taysom Hill. Uh, Shaquille Quarterman did pretty good. He had a lot of a lot of snaps as well. He had twenty, and Tavon Bryant was on the field for half of the defensive snaps. Uh, but who knows what's going on with him? Okay, so let's just go through both the games really quick. I want to talk about the uh, the Browns game first. Nothing much happened in this game. It was very, very boring. It was 7... No, it wasn't 17-3. It was 23-13. Uh, let's just look at the stats. We were playing against an entire backup team, by the way. They didn't start any of their starters on offense. And they barely... I don't think they started any... No, they did start a few starters on defense. Um, uh, but it was a good game for Trevor Lawrence. He was 6 for 9, 71 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, a 90 quarterback rating. Can't complain with that, right? Gardner Minshew came in. He was 4 for 8, 47 yards, an interception, with a quarterback rating of 28. Well, that's not good. C.J. Beathard then came in, 13 for 16, by the way. Absolutely amazing. That's what I'm saying. C.J. Beathard's our best quarterback right now, funny enough, because he had a touchdown on 102 yards. So literally in both games, if I go to Beathard, so Beathard has only 10 incompletions on 30 passes. So Beathard is 20 for 30 with 250 yards and three touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 120. In preseason. So Beathard's been, Beathard's pretty good. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and then Jake Lutton was 8 for 13, 53 yards and a touchdown. So it's, I think it's pretty obvious now Beathard's our third, third string and not Jake Lutton. Um, Dario Gamboale led the rushing, but really nobody had a good rushing time except James Robinson. He had 4.3 yards per carry, but it was only on three carries. Uh, Ogamboale had eight rushes for 24 yards. And then the longest rush is only nine yards. Uh, Receiving-wise, though, Josh Hammond had six receptions. Marvin Jones had three receptions for 52 yards. That was a 17 average. Tamon Austin had a good game. He had a touchdown. He had he caught all four of his targets. That's always a good sign. Um, and he had 52 yards and 23 long. Anything else crazy out here? Pretty much everybody else had, like, well, Nathan Cottrell had three receptions. I think that's that's interesting to look at. And Tim Tigo had one target, but we saw what happened there. Josh Lambeau missed a field goal. How dare he? But he did get an extra point. So all's good in the end. Uh, Clay Brooks had two kick returns, and they he averaged 21 yards, so nothing incredible there. And Logan Cook had two punts inside the 20. Defensively, Malcolm Brown had two tackles. Did we have a sack? We had one sack. It was Aaron Patrick. Congratulations. Do we have any interceptions? I don't think so. Uh, no, he did not. Really, no one lining up the stat sheet. Clay Brooks had five tackles. Uh, Cisco had four tackles. Jordan Smith had four, three tackles. Doug Costin had four tackles. Uh, Quarterman had four tackles. Sidney Jones had four tackles. Uh, but it's the first. It was the first game. Snaps weren't as high. Let's go to the last game, the most recent game, uh, because this is where we had. Uh, more snaps from more starters and such. 
so going through here is the first drive. By the way, James Winston looked pretty good. He was 9 for 10. He had a perfect perfect passer rating. Uh, he had that first drive to Marquez Callaway. And then Alec Rojas made the extra point. Uh, so that that was not a good drive for us. It was a 43-yard touchdown on Tyson Campbell. Um, and then Marquez Callaway had another touchdown. It was a 29-yard touchdown. And that was the first quarter. In the second quarter, Josh Lambeau had a 34-yard field goal, and then Rojas had a 52-yard field goal. That was the end of the half, 17-3. And then Taysom Hill had a touchdown to Jordan Humphrey for 14 yards. And then Aldrick Rojas missed the PAT. And then Josh Lambeau had a 36-yard field goal. This was all when Trevor Lo- or uh, when Minshew was in the game. And then we put in Bethard with uh, like seven minutes left. In a 23-6 game, and Bethard had a 3-yard touchdown to Jeff Cotton, and then Bethard had a 24-yard touchdown to Colin Johnson. And then the two-point converted to Nathan Cottrell. So Bethard came in and got 15 points in a matter of seven minutes, which we like. Uh, But it didn't matter. We still lost. Let's look at the... Let's look at the Saints first, just see anything. Like, we played well against Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon only passed for 50%, uh, but we sucked with Jameis. That was when all the starters were out. That's not a good sign when Jameis goes 9 for 10 with 123 yards. And then Taysom Hill was 11 for 20, 138 yards, one in touchdown. And then that, but we did good against the run. Um, Tony Jones had 4.8 yards per carry. Devonta Freeman had 2.6 yards. Washington had 4 yards. Latavius Murray had 1.5 yards. So we did good against the run. The longest run we gave up was 11 yards, and we didn't give up a rushing touchdown. Uh, but Mark, uh, defensively, we didn't do too great. Marquez Callaway averaged 20 yards uh, per catch. He caught all five of his targets, and he got two touchdowns. And like Lowe Jordan Humphrey, 18-yard average. Ty Montgomery, 17-yard average. Dwayne Washington, 19-yard average. Sutton Smith, 12-yard average. Like, we were giving up so long, uh, so, many, so many long plays, which we just, we can't do. And, like, we give up a sack to Dalton. We give up a sack to Huggins. Uh, got a pick to Winton McManus, although that wasn't really a pick. Come on. Saw Gardner Minshew there. That shouldn't have been a pick. Uh, let's look at the Jaguars defense first. Good game on Miles Jack, like I said. Three tackles. Uh, Jayad Ward had a, a sack, which is pretty cool. Jordan Wilson had three tackles. That's what we like. Uh, Rudy Ford had four tackles. Dakota Allen had three tackles. Shaquille Quarterman had four tackles. Uh, Chappelle Russell had two passes defended. We like that. Or passes deflected. We like that. We like that. And Jordan Smith had four tackles. Uh, but still, only, only one sack, and it comes from safety. Okay. No interceptions. Okay. Logan Cook had an average 46-yard punt. Okay. Farrow Cooper had two returns for 28 yards on average. Pretty good. And Clay Brooks had two returns for 41-yard average. Kind of interesting when I see Jamal Agnew here, but I do some. I assume we'll see Jamal Agnew uh, come the regular season. And Josh Lambeau missed another extra point, or another field goal, by the way. Uh, two for three on the day. Now let's go to the offense. Receiving-wise, Jeff Kahn led the team again. 
four receptions, 51 yards. Uh, I got a touchdown. Devon Ogzigbo, two receptions, 42 yards. That's pretty good. That's 21 per. Uh, Marvin Jones, four receptions, 41 yards. He had a good game. Tavon Austin had four receptions for 37 yards. He had a good game. Uh, Chanel, five for 36. Cottrell, three for 35. Hammond, one for 34. Luke Farrell getting some action. Uh, two for 25. Colin Johnson, one for 24. Tevin Jones, one for 13. And basically nothing else besides that. Uh, Ogunwale had two. Tyler Davis had two. Uh, running the ball was definitely a struggle again. James Robinson had 2.6 yards for a carry. Uh, and that, I mean, you take away his 10-yard rush, and he had .8 yards per carry. So not a good day running the ball. It's that interior offensive line. Trevor Lawrence had that one crazy rush for nine yards. Carlos Hyde, three rushes, seven yards. Dario Gamole, five rushes, seven yards. Minshew had a four-yard rush. Ogzigbo had eight, two two-yard rushes. Etienne had a one-yard rush. And Cottrell had no yards uh, on two rushes. And then passing the ball. So, yeah, Lawrence came in 14 for 23, 113 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. It really wasn't that bad. You can't complain about that. He just didn't throw the ball. Uh, when he should have sometimes. Uh, but it really wasn't a bad day. I mean, Lawrence is going to look look at his nine incompletions and figure out what went wrong. And he's going to look at his 14 completions and be pretty happy about it. He still has yet to do an interception. Um, and the Minshew came in 13 for 21. Very similar day, 149 yards. Uh, but he had an interception, so that made his quarterback rating go down. But basically, Lawrence Minshew, very, very similar day. And then Bethard came in 9 for 14. 121 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. 131 yards. Big Chungus getting the job done there. That's what we like. Bethard putting in the work, trying to become a starter or, or something. I don't think he's going to start here, but if we get injuries, if if Lawrence gets injured, don't be surprised if Bethard comes out there instead of Minshew.